Welcome to Consume for Good. I'm Billy. And I'm Emily. And we're an everyday couple working our way through a plant-based keto lifestyle. We are excited for you to join us on our journey as we make these changes and go down this path. If you think that this is a good path for you, please make sure that you consult an expert before going down this journey. But we hope that this information is useful if you do. This week on our frequent topics or myths about a plant-based diet, we wanted to talk about the phrase that you probably hear the most. Um, if you recently have swapped and other people in your lives are maybe not as supportive, vegans or plant-based diet uh, don't have enough protein in them. I remember when I was at university, one of our professors made a joke about it because no one was raising their hand to answer a question. And he quite curtly said, well, I didn't realize you were all vegans and don't have the energy to raise your hand. <laughs> so it's definitely a common thing that um, is a myth or a frequent topic um, and a question you might get if you are moving to a plant-based diet. What's important to look at it as is, is meat has a lot more protein when it comes to the products. So yes, you are gonna get a lot of protein, but I don't know if it's harder, it's just a matter of adjusting, right? Yeah, definitely. I think there's lots of products that most people eat that have enough protein, meat, dairy, most people have a high enough level of that in their diet that it's not something they ever have to really think twice about. Um, and even snacks, particularly for like kids and things, usually those are like fortified with extra protein and, and they're, that's a big selling point for a lot of snacks. But really with plant-based diets, it's not necessarily impossible or even that hard, to be honest, to get protein into your diet. Yeah, I mean, with the protein powders being a big part of everyday life uh, for most people that are either working out or using it as a, as a meal replacement, I think there has been a shift of, you know, a lot of people have dairy allergies, so some protein powders have shifted away from a dairy-based protein just because there's more of a market. It's not necessarily they're catering to vegans specifically, but milk allergies do exist. So I think that that is, you know, one of the things to, to think about. And the best part about that is, is there's really no increase in price, right? You're not paying more for a vegan powder or that. Now where you might see an increase in price is maybe substitutes other than tofu when it comes to getting protein. Uh, you know, we like to use tofu as one of the, the main alternatives. It's really inexpensive it doesn't quite have as much actual protein as like say eating a burger but that's really just looking at doubling the intake or making sure that you're getting enough protein by eating enough of it definitely we also looked at things like we've used them before in a lot of recipes but beyond meat those are easily found at most supermarkets in the freezer section and so a, a beyond meat patty which is plant-based protein um, has 20 grams of protein and then versus a real average beef burger about the same size, that would be 27 grams of protein. So yes, it's definitely less, but it's not so drastically less that I think you have to really be concerned about, right? Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of great snacks that you can kind of look into. You know, a lot of nuts and things like that that you might be adding in as a, as a filler or a snack throughout the day, those tend to have not a lot of protein, but they do have protein. You know, peanut butter has a good amount of protein. So making up that difference of, you know, from 20 to 27 mm -hmm. is really just the difference of a spoonful of peanut butter, really, if you if you look at the, at the actual protein within those. I mean, what makes plant-based keto really easy in this sense is, is we have a percentage of our daily intake that has to be protein, and we know exactly what that number is. So what's really good is, is we can really tune it, and because it's so specific, you know, if it's a difference of a spoonful of peanut butter to get the right amount, I mean, that's a lot easier than 
having one or two extra burgers. And then you also have to calculate all the, all the fat and everything else that goes with that. So like we said, it's, it's definitely easy to get flavorful protein into your diet, whether that's an extra protein shake during the day, an extra bar, there's some great flavors out there um, that you can try, or whether it's having Beyond Meat and making sure that you're eating enough of that with your meals. There's definitely lots of things out there. There's no extra trips to a specialty store, right? Target has most of the things that we get, mm -hmm. um, or Publix or any of those stores. So it's easy to do. It's not that typical. I think what maybe just as someone who is in a plant-based diet, especially if you're new, is just be aware of that, right? It's not impossible. It's not gonna cost you a fortune, but using the app that we have said many a time that we use to track things, you'll be able to see if you're getting enough protein. And that's one of the beauties of the one we use. It shows you not only your carbs, but your fat and your protein. Mm -hmm. So you can start to see if you really are lacking in protein and you're just not getting enough. And then you can add in an extra shake, an extra handful of nuts, whatever it might be to make sure that you get enough protein. It's not impossible, you just have to be wary of it. But in the same sense, that's how everyone's diet with different needs and nutrients that you might have. You know, everyone has to be wary of what they're eating and make sure they're getting enough of something. So definitely a myth that vegans or plant-based diets don't have enough protein in it, but it's just like any diet, you have to make sure that it's balanced across the board. An easy one to answer and an easy one to fix with a protein shake, right? <laughs> yeah. This week on our segment of Is It Worth It, we have a really fun company called Larry and Lenny's Cookies. We stumbled across their new keto cookies mm -hmm. uh, at the grocery store. And a lot of times we don't even look at stuff like that because anything that is keto, it's low carb, generally uses some kind of animal product to get it to be low carb. But we were quite surprised and we ended up giving that and a few other things uh, a try. Yeah, we had seen them a few times before, like you said, they have a complete cookie and looked at it, but the carbs were just a bit high. It's more focused on being like a protein cookie. So definitely in that realm of being conscientious of what you put in your body and making sure that it's a, a healthier version of a cookie. But before we hadn't really looked into their other products because the one we had seen on the shelf was just not in our macros. Mm -hmm. So we actually tried two different types of cookies that they make, not the complete cookie, like I said, two carby for us, but they do their new keto cookie, at least, I think it's new. It's only new to our stores yeah, and it's being that. marketed as new. So they have their keto cookies in three flavors. They have coconut, peanut butter, and chocolate chip. Mm -hmm. But we also tried their Oreo style cookies or sandwich cookies, maybe I should say, mm -hmm. um, where it's a chocolate cookie with a vanilla sort of creamy filling in the middle. Oreo style is five carbs for two cookies. Um, they look just like Oreos and they're obviously going after that. And I think that, you know, when you look at Oreos as a whole, obviously, you know that they're going to be carby. So it's nice to have an option that is low carb. But the cookie, although it is and resembles an Oreo, I don't think it quite hit the mark when we tried it. The cookie seems to be, depending on the products that they're using to keep it low carb, I think that the cookie became more biscuity and more like savory biscuity, which um, was kind of off-putting. Plus, uh, generally when you're trying to go low carb, it means that you're probably using some kind of alternative sugars to get rid of those carbs because a lot of carbs come from sugar and the taste I mean, it was just not there for, for us, I think. I agree. I think they sort of took a lot of the sugar or maybe kept minimal fake sugar into that outer cookie and made up for, for the cream filling was like overly fake sugar, right? It, it was just like not quite balanced mm -hmm. for us. So that one was not really 
that great. I like to enjoy my Oreos where I take the top off, eat the top, and then I eat the cream off the other half. And those cookies were definitely hard to bite through. So I would be wary of that if you eat it that way. If you eat it more as a sandwich cookie, it obviously, everything kind of goes together. How some people might enjoy their Oreos a little bit differently. Not quite, uh, not quite the greatest texture to bite through. Yeah, and definitely that's one where we were joking that maybe it's low carb because when you bite into it, half the cookie kind of flings itself about the room because it is such a hard cookie. Um, so you don't really get the full <laughs> the full cookie to eat because it's very crumbly because you have to bite in so hard. On the other hand, the keto cookies were really, really good. They have, like I said, the three flavors, coconut, peanut butter, chocolate chip, um, and we tried all three. Um, they are sort of in that perfect balance of macros for keto. I think they definitely made a keto cookie that that matches the name. So there are three carbs per cookie across all flavors. Um, they have 15 grams of fat and eight grams of protein. So if you have a perfect day and your macros are in line, this is not going to knock it out mm -hmm. of macros. It's, it'll fit nicely in with that. Um, it had a nice soft texture, very cookie, not chewy or anything. So if you're looking for a chewy cookie, it definitely isn't quite there, but it had a soft texture and all of the flavors are pretty good. I think the coconut is my favorite. Yeah, I'd say the peanut butter is probably my favorite. And the chocolate chip is good too. I mean, it's it's definitely, you know, their range is, is good. And I think, like you said, what makes it great is is it's either a good, fun, quick snack. I mean, at mm -hmm. three three net carbs, that's amazing for, for mm -hmm. a cookie, right? Especially at the end of the day, if you're still feeling a little bit hungry, maybe you did a harder workout, it's gonna really fill that kind of all fronts of the of what you might be craving without you going too overboard or or you know depth charging your your macros. So that's that's really good. I'm glad we were able to find it. What's really cool is you can find them in pretty much your regular grocery stores. Mm -hmm. uh, we shop at a few grocery stores as discussed in the past, depending on specific products. But we actually found it at bigger chain grocery store, which was great. Yeah. And I think the other thing with those keto cookies is they're big cookies. When we say three carbs, and if you're thinking like just one average chocolate chip cookie size, then I could see how three is a little much. But these are big cookies and you definitely feel like you get your three carbs worth, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. it's not like a small one bite and you're done. It's definitely a few bites to it. We quite often will share one like it's a decent sized cookie. You definitely get your, your carbs worth. <laughs> The other amazing fact is they are vegan, so they'll fit within a plant-based diet, which is really good. Like we've talked about earlier and we've talked about on many episodes, generally when you're trying to get a low-carb snack, it's some kind of animal product that really drives those carbs down to within baked goods, at least that I've seen. So being that it is vegan, you can just grab it. You don't have to worry about it having some hidden you know, product in there that you know, you might not want to eat, which is really great for us. It makes it easy. We can buy it. We can get a case or we can pick one up at the grocery store and we don't have to think about it, which is always nice. Yeah. And all their products are vegan. They are labeled as such. So it's nice to know that brand, like you said, mm -hmm. you can just pick it up and go, even if it's a new one, you know that it is all plant-based. So that's, that's always comforting to know. <laughs> There's no, uh, what is it? Whey powder snuck in there or milk powder snuck yeah. in. Like 0.2%, right? That's <laughs> so many products have. <laughs> so I would say for us, uh, if we were going to say, is it worth it? I would say that the keto cookies are, the Oreo uh, imitations are questionable. They're not for us, but that's what I think. I agree. Maybe we got just maybe a stale box of the sandwich style Oreo ones. So maybe sometime in the future, if we're 
out of things to try. We'll come back to it. But I fully agree. The keto cookies are 100% worth it. We actually have bought, we bought just like what two of each flavor at first mm-hmm. when we saw them on the shelf so we could each try them. And since then we have liked them so much that we've actually bought like four boxes of the flavors because they are such a good fit. They fit your macros. They're 100% plant-based and it's a decent sized snack for at the end of the day or it's a good it really does feel like a good treat that just isn't too heavy it isn't gonna throw you off so 100% for me the keto cookies have been a fantastic find and something I would highly recommend to anyone else doing this diet yeah yeah having those extra snacks always help especially when you're transitioning very true because I think that's when you get caught up right when you don't have Mm -hmm. snacks So this week, wins, fails, and adjustments. Always love to start off with wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we should start off with fails and end on a high note. I don't know. Maybe we'll <laughs> change that true, around. Yeah. But this week, our wins, uh, we're seeing a bit more progress. I think uh, we have talked about in the last few weeks that we've added in an extra walk. We've definitely been stepping up our workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also kind of held steady with our food and the amount of carbs that we're having. And I think that we're finally starting to see it turn around what's been a longer plateau than we were used to on keto has really started i think we have definitely pushed past that plateau which is mm-hmm. which is really really good yeah it's been the longest plateau i think we've had mm-hmm. and there's lots of factors we and we've talked about it there's a lot going on in the world right now we don't know if it was stress before or if it was our diet or whatever. so we you know that's where the adjustment piece came in we want to be honest about the different things we're trying to push through and i think it seems to be all coming together and that maybe is a good point to talk about fails because we may have tracked down one of the things stopping mm-hmm. us from losing weight. Yeah. So anyone who, well, I guess not anyone, a keto diet suggests not having peanuts or peanut butter. And when we did keto the first time, we stuck to that. Mm-hmm. We started having almond butter if we had any, eating almonds, um, when previously we definitely have enjoyed peanut butter as everyone does, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but with us starting plant-based keto, we had kind of added in peanut butter and eating peanuts Mm -hmm. yeah and realistically on previously when we're doing keto there was a lot of carbs and it didn't make sense to regular peanut butter so we did keep that out and it was it didn't really have anything to do with the fact that we weren't supposed to do it it just it had carbs we didn't want them and as a part of our diet but as we realized and switched and kind of going back to the very beginning when we realized we needed to add in more protein it was a good source to kind of get that extra little extra protein that we were missing so we didn't really think much about adding them in yeah i fully agree we just didn't think about it i know we had read a few things about not having peanuts in our keto diet but because we had cut them out more because of the carbiness of peanut butter we hadn't eaten just plain peanuts very much when we kind of looped back to plant base we definitely kept peanut butter in our diet um, and then more recently, in the last month or so, had bought peanuts. Um, we must have just looked at the back of, of, you know, a box of peanuts, bag of peanuts, whatever it was, um, and noticed that they weren't as carby as we had thought or as carby as peanut butter was for a serving size. So we thought, what's, what's the problem? We'll add it back in. It'll be a good extra snack. However, that's sort of in line with part of our plateau. And as we, the last few weeks, have been seeing a more steady like hard fast plateau we're definitely not losing anything and even going up a little bit we were looking back at all the things we've been eating and doing a bit more research and realized that maybe it was peanuts 
um, peanuts having too much. I think some peanuts are all right, but from what I was reading, if you have too many, they do affect how your body um, processes glucose. So it's it's not ideal to have a whole lot, especially if you're on a keto diet. So Afael has been eating peanuts all this time and not realizing, really. Long story short, we've made a maybe like day one mistake and kept doing it for months. Who knows? Yeah, I, I think that the, the one thing to know is, is obviously going plant-based, you're probably going to be looking at stuff that are, it's a bit more carby, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it should be there, whether it's a little bit carby or not. So I, I would agree and just there's specific foods that you're adding back in that maybe not are something that you weren't eating before. Just see if there maybe is another reason to then it not just being overly carby. For sure. Even just cutting up peanuts the last few days, we've seen a shift and that mm -hmm. plateau be broken, really. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe it was something else and it's coincidence we're just convincing ourselves it's peanuts. Who knows? But as we stand now, that's what we think, that it was peanuts and just... We added a few in and then added a few more because we thought, what's the problem? And maybe just tipped over that scale of too many peanuts just in a, a bit day. Just too much per, <laughs> per day, yeah. And, and, you know, it's looking for good snacks to tide you over in between meals. I mean, it, it definitely it, it fits uh, within some aspects of it. So so I think that kind of rolls us into our obvious adjustment for the, <laughs> for the week is, is uh, we are going to continue to keep peanuts and peanut butter out of our diet for the next mm -hmm few weeks to see if this long-term plateau really is broken or you know and and see how that see how that is i mean i think that we're we're definitely feeling a little bit better uh that might not have anything to do with the, with the peanuts but yeah. you know i think you know sometimes there's this psychology and that you're seeing the scales start to move again and that you're that starts to make you feel a little bit better and so that that could be it too yeah definitely i think it was nice to see such a quick turnaround on cutting out one item mm -hmm. It's so hard to figure out sometimes in your diet what is causing it. So to hopefully locate the thing quickly, easily cut it out without any problems, that would be nice. We'll, we'll keep you updated as we go. I think the other thing with peanuts is there's so many people on Instagram or Facebook who have advice about keto that you never know how real it is, you know? And so I think maybe I had taken that on this one of like, peanuts can't be that bad. Mm -hmm. It's fine. And then when I actually looked into it, Maybe they had a point, <laughs> but definitely our adjustment and more peanuts and hopefully continuing to work out, um, continue our walks um, and continuing to kind of track our food and keep our macros mm -hmm. as they are. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, other than that, we're probably not going to change anything other than maybe finding an alternative snack that might be a little bit, a little bit better. So yeah. on that note, that's the episode. I hope you enjoyed us talking about, you know, finding protein. I hope you uh, check out Lenny and Larry cookies if you mm -hmm. think that it's going to be a good fit. And, you know, hopefully removing peanuts might might be it. <laughs> Who knows? You know, sometimes exactly. it's it's the weirdest things, right? Join us next week for our new format. We love talk. We're going to talk about a, a new topic, um, another product that we found we're super excited about. We're going to talk about no cow bars, mm -hmm. um, which we had mentioned uh, in the episode earlier. And uh, yeah, if you want to see more fun stuff, check out our website at consumeforgood.com or follow us on Instagram at consumeforgood. We always love posting pictures of the meals that, we, uh, that we're making as, as boring as they can be sometimes. So yeah, look forward to seeing you guys next week. See you next week.